There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have been
Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When He is revealed, we will be like Him, but we will see Him as He is. And those who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Here in the Spirit is going to the church.
taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The gospel of the Lord. Blessed in the name of the God who we are baptized into. Amen. Love in our minds as baptized people, as people who know ourselves to be loved by. 
a different way of talking about things, right? So Jesus said that the people who are blessed are what we might think is the opposite of privilege. Who is blessed in Jesus' Beatitudes? You're going to down. Who's blessed? You are. Yep, that's why you're raising your All of us are, and particularly the people who are born in spirit, the people who mourn, who have lost someone, are sad. The meek, those who are hungry for the world to be a better place, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers. Does it say that you're blessed if you have the best voice? We might say that's privilege, but God would say that's what privilege is in God and God. To be privileged in God and God. Does it say you're blessed if you're the most popular? Got the most money? Best clothes? No, because when those things happen, we don't always know how much we need God. So we're blessed when things happen in our lives that help us to know how much we need God. And when we are blessed, what will happen to us? The blessing. They are blessed for they will inherit the kingdom of God. They will see God face to face. They will have people be merciful toward them. They will be called children of God. Did anyone hear in the reading today that we are called children of God? Terrible. Did you hear that? We are blessed because we are called children of God. We will be filled. All of these wonderful things will happen. Now, I want to say that something else will happen when we are blessed. It says it a few times. Maybe I sort of mentioned it. We will inherit the kingdom of God. We will be fully enveloped in God's love in heaven. And who does that have happen for in total completeness? Who is completely surrounded in heaven, in light, in love, forever and ever and ever? Who is Jesus is. And who gets to go join Jesus in being enveloped in heavenly love forever? His dad is there too, yes. We've got Jesus. We've got God. Love. The angels and who gets to go be with all of them? Maybe the two fairies. We'll get back to that. <laughs> everyone else. Everyone else. And I'm going to pause here for a minute because I have to share a moment of wisdom. And we're going to take a guess.
with everyone, every single one of us. And do you know that in the chapel over there, which was built 135-ish years ago, my math isn't good, but it's about 135 years ago, and in this space here, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have sat here and said prayers, and those prayers went up to heaven. And a lot of those people went up to heaven, and their prayers and their presence, a little bit of it has kind of stuck to our wall. When I'm in this space, I can feel that the stones are covered with the prayers of all of these people. And do you know what we call these people? We call them this. Who can read this? What does that stand The community of saints. Do you see it back before I <laughs> The community of saints. Today is All Saints Sunday that we celebrate the community of saints. We love those people so much who have gone before us, who have surrounded us with their prayers for all of these many years. We love them so much and we're so grateful for them. They're all the people who have gone before us, have already died. Raise your hand if you know someone who has died. That that person is still surrounding us in love, along with God, along with Jesus, along with the angels. We are surrounded by that community of saints. And the people who you're thinking about while you're handed up, we're all a part of that. And we heard a little bit of that in the reading. We heard some wonderful things about that. One of the things we heard in that first reading that Tara's dad read is that this man named John had a dream and he was surrounded by the community of saints in heaven, in light, in love, and do you know what it looked like? It was a multitude of people, so many people that not a single human could ever count them. And they came from every people and nation and language. They were from everywhere. It was all of us. It, it was so big, so full of love. Love. 
clean and being a part of our families, but also we have this glimmer of knowing that God's light and love is always with us, and we are always with that community of saints. So, yesterday, I heard a story about a saint who has already died. His name is Jonathan Daniels, and he was studying to be a priest when he was in his 20s, and it was in the 1960s when there was a lot of work being done for everyone to be equal, for us to know that everyone was a part of the multitude of saints in the community of saints. And so he was doing a lot of that work. And he went to a place where some people were hurting other people. And one person was going to hurt another person. He stepped in between. And he died. Well, because he was sticking up for somebody else. And he is one of our saints. And he wrote something about two months before he died. Our bishop read it to us yesterday at Diocesan Convention, where Reverend Nancy and I were, with some of the other people here. And I'm going to read it to you all and to all the grown-ups. Because I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way for us to recognize that we are all called to be saints. We are all called to remember our baptism. We're actually going to do a little something about baptism after this. Okay? Ready to hear this? You guys are being great listeners. This is from Jonathan Daniels in 1965. This is the stuff of which our life is made. There are moments of great joy and moments of sorrow. There are good people here, just as there are bad people. There are competent leaders and a bomber here and there. We have activists who risk their lives. We have neutralists who cautiously seek to calm troubled waters. We have those about the work of reconciliation who are willing to reflect upon the cost and to pay it. Perhaps at one time or another, we are all of these. Sometimes we take to the streets. Sometimes we yawn through interminable meetings or times when grown-ups are talking for a very long time. I accept that. Sometimes we confront a posse and sometimes we hold a child. Sometimes we stand with those who have learned to hate, and sometimes we must stand apart from them. But through the bramble bush of doubt and fear and supposed success, we are groping our way to the realization that above all else, we are called to be saints. We are called to be blessed, each and every single one of you. You are blessed, and every morning God invites you and to know that you are blessed, to know that God is right there with you. We are called to love one another, to love God, and to say thank you to all the saints, those who are right here in the pews and next to you on the steps, and also to say thank you to all the saints who have gone before us who aren't alive anymore. The saints who we will name later, right before we do the bread and the wine, the Eucharist, we'll name the people who have died who we miss. Paul would say thank you to all of them. And in order to do that fully, we need to remember that we are baptized. Raise your hand if you are baptized. Not every single one is. A lot of kids wait until they can remember their baptism. And a lot of kids are baptized as babies. So if you have been baptized, 
be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, he led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt in the land of promise. In it, your Son, Jesus Christ, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing him in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You all are blessed, so the blessing of you runs off, right? Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed, have been cleansed from sin, and are born, are being born again. They continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. All right, now children, just take one step back. You have an important job here. I'm going to bless you, and then you all are going to pick up branches and bless them. Are you ready? Remember that you are baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Remember that you are not yet baptized. You are still surrounded by the community of saints and blessed every time you come here. By the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember that in baptism you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. And remember that you are empowered to take this blessing out there. Pick up a branch. Dip in the water and go get holy water on them. <laughs>
morning. I'm Arthur Walker, and on behalf of the Climate Solutions Speaker Series, I invite you all to an event at the First Parish Church in Concord at 7 p.m. this Wednesday. Uh, the Climate Change Speaker Series uh, has a, uh, an event every six months, and this Wednesday is the all-important uh, subject of 115 gas leaks in the town of Concord. And the uh, subject of this uh, event at 7 p.m. at First Parish Church will be to address the serious problem of these uh, uh, gas leaks in Concord. Thank you. Morning, I'm Larry Scarf. Uh, a quick reminder that this is your last opportunity to have your uh, photo taken if you if you don't have your picture in the uh, parish directory, or if you have some uh, younger saints that have grown up since the last time uh, we took your picture, please uh, stop by the parlor uh, on your way to coffee hour today. This is uh, the last chance, and we'll get a directory out as soon as we can. Thanks. Morning, Lynn I was 
about uh, percentages and how it's going to use this money. And my, my wife, who has an uncanny way of cutting through the chaff, said, where is God in this equation? A few months, or I guess about a few months ago now, uh, as a member of the Human Resources Committee, I and others wrote formal position descriptions for the staff. And I got to thinking about this. The staff that reports directly who's in charge of this parish, and they're hired to do to help the director get that her job done. Uh, they are a well-oiled machine that makes this parish operate, and they are paid. Uh, they their salary and benefits appear in the pie chart and in, in our budget under salaries and benefits. And I got to thinking, you know, they're paid, but guess what? The rest of us are volunteers. We're a group of Christians that somehow assemble in this place of our own volition. We're volunteers, and God put us here together for what reason? I believe we're here to do God's work. You know, we're all on the choir, the volunteer, the altar guild, the acolytes, the lambs, the the ushers, the Sunday school teachers, as of this very moment, they're all here as volunteers. The vestry are volunteers. The officers are volunteers. Uh, why do these people come and, and the rest of us spend countless hours working here and attending meetings? And I think God brought us together here to, to minister to each other and to others outside of this parish. We're here to do God's work, and there's plenty for us to do. Our outreach, for example, touches literally hundreds of people outside of this church. The Cathedral Soup Kitchen, for example, all by itself feeds about 150 homeless people once a month. The prison ministry in Concord touches many, many lives. It's St. Stephen's Church in Boston, where we have a ministry. Mariano School for Girls in Rondo, and that's just to name a few, but there are literally hundreds of people outside of this parish that benefit from the ministries that we do, and they are aware of it. They know that the work that we do comes from Kennedy Parish and Congress, and they appreciate it. But we have outreach to each other as well. Uh, I guess we call this inreach. I've uh, always thought about one of the great things about Trinity is that we minister to each other. We pray together. We pray for one another. We pray for anyone. We offer solace and support to each other in times of need. We celebrate happy times together. We offer rides. We cook meals. We listen. We squeeze the hand of someone who needs a little bit of comfort or caring. Outreach to others, outreach to ourselves. Everything we do is outreach. So it seems pretty clear to me where God is in all this. This is God's place. This is from here where God's work and ministry animates for us. We need resources to support this place of ministry, this staff, and the facility. We have no government agency, no corporation to back us up. When things get tight monetarily, we is it. If you want a little angst in your life,
stewardship committee. So I thank you, you hard-working, devoted volunteers. Factor got into your pledge so that this group of volunteers and saints can continue to do God's work and be blessed and privileged. Don't worry if you've already attended your pledge card. God doesn't mind if we change our minds. Resubmit it or just add some additional money throughout the year. From personal experience, I'll guarantee that any additional money you give is going to be returned to you in many, many folds throughout this year. So that's my stewardship in it for this year. Thank you.
J. Wright Forrester, J. Sons Luton, Thomas Gerald Curtin, Carolyn Raphael Getz, Jocelyn Patricia Millen, Virginia Cullen Clayton, Thomas Alexander Murphy, Thomas Prince Field, Cornelia H. Ray, Gail E. Barnes, Edmund H. John Ronald Hesse, Victor Morris Tyler.
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith.